Hello everyone! Welcome to episode 21 of the generic gaming podcast.mp3, the podcast where we talk about a new game, sometimes several, every single week. My name is Logan Myrie, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host and sound engineer, Eric Kraus. Eric, how's it going? It's going good. Heck yeah, we got a great show planned. We're recording kind of yep. late. We're both yeah, a little tired. I just had some wings. I'm not that tired. I just had some wings and some whiskey. I'm ready to go. How much whiskey? <laughs> Only one. Oh, okay. One what? What does that mean? <laughs> just one whiskey, you know. Just, just one, 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 one whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we start the show, please, if you enjoy this show, ever have enjoyed this show, or maybe you're going to enjoy the show in the future, rate us on iTunes or share us with your friends. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Late for Embargo, where all of our podcasts are slowly being posted. We're going to be posting a lot more there later when we do Twitch streams, all that kind of stuff. We'll be posting clips. It'll be a great time. Get in there. Eric, I want to talk about some of the stuff that's going on in the news. A lot of stuff. No one's arguing about it. No one cares. There's not a lot of people angry about it on the internet. I want to talk about I don't know if you heard THQ Nordic. Oh, we're talking had, about that first. Okay. Well, had, a lot of people care about this on the internet. Too. Had an AMA on 8chan. Yeah. Oh, boy. A what website a... so garbage yeah. that even 4chan was like, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> right? Ooh. Yeah. That was a big oof. All of, all, if you saw the headlines, all of them were like, a famed child pornography you know, site or whatever, uh, 8chan. Yeah. And, and THQ, THQ Nordic? decided to do their whole uh, AMA on it. What, what what was your first reaction to this? Was oof. Yeah, I I was like, why in the fuck, dude? So the fir- uh, the first I didn't see it right away. I didn't see their first like they're saying that them do it. They're gonna do an AMA on HN. I saw their apology first. That's the first tweet I saw was their apology. It was like, oh sorry, we we didn't look into uh, <laughs> the people we were doing an AMA. On I don't believe service. that for one second, dude. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. Because even the when fuck. they posted it, they were like, yeah, we're doing an AMA on HN. Uh, we don't know either. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they knew HN was a thing. It should be doing an AMA on because they're like we don't know either. Uh, My first thought was why why wouldn't you just do it on Reddit? That's yeah. where p- everyone, everyone does it. congregates. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what drove them. I maybe Eight Chan paid them. They got it was a paid thing. I don't know. I well, don't know because I can't imagine a lot of THQ fans out there on Eight Chan. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a weird company. Yeah, strange, strange, strange. My, I mean. I don't know. My gut says, like, is this some sort of publicity stunt? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe? I get some in the news. I don't know. Not yeah, a lot of people Yeah, when else would we be THQ. talking about THQ Nordic? I'm actually Googling THQ games right now because I don't know what they do. Well, Darksiders. Oh, they do Darksiders and Saints Row, Homefront. Yeah, maybe this was a publicity stunt because they don't do well, any they're, games. They're owned the by media. another company that owns Deep Silver, who just did Metro, so that's kind oh, of yeah. tangential. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, they did Metro. Yeah, so that's it. But, I mean, everyone's loving Metro. Metro's getting great scores. Well, yeah, but that's, like so, I said, it's kind of tangentially connected to, yeah, to THQ not. Nordic. Oh, they did the Avatar, the last Airbender game for Wii. For not the Xbox 360 one? I don't know if there's this one that comes up. Just well, well THQ, THQ uh, used to be, they, that was a company that went bankrupt for every guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's why I was kind of confused when I kind of saw the tweet. I'm like, uh, didn't they go out of business? The apology seemed kind of... Oh, they did bo- Scribble Knots. That's pretty good. Oh, no, sorry. They did the offshoot of Scribble Knots, the generic ones, called Drawn to Life. <laughs> I was scrolling fast, and I just saw the cover, and it's exactly Scribble Knots cover. And well, so I thought it was Scribble Knots. Well, I don't know how much of that was old THQ. Yeah. Oh, they-, they also did De Blob, which I owned. And Red Faction. Red Faction's actually really good. I'll give them credit for that one. 
Also, um, they they're probably just publishers though, so I don't know if they deserve any credit. Oh no, they are developer too. See, I'm learning a lot about THQ, so I guess their whole thing on the child pornog- pornographic website really worked because I'm googling them. They're getting a ping. Yeah. I, and like I don't know. I feel like the only other time we really see them in the news is like THQ Nordic bought another really weird IP. Yeah. Of of something that's been dead for a long yeah. time. Well, now they're going on uh, websites that should be blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, I just feel like either a. It honestly though kind of blown blown over really quick. It seemed like people talked about it that day, and then that was it. They put out their apology, and it seemed to kind of stop talking about it. Well, yeah, because what are we going to do? Boycott THQ Nordic? Who, who's buying those yeah, games anyways? Yeah, that's true. We're already doing that passively. Darksiders 3 came, and I didn't even think about it Could twice. you imagine, though, if some big publisher and developer did this? Yeah, there's no, absolutely no way. They'd be buried. They would, yeah, dude. THQ got lucky by their lack of pull in the media and stuff. I So that I just I just keep coming back to this, like, back and forth between was this on purpose or did they think that it'd be cool and edgy or like or or were they literally just oblivious i don't even yeah they i don't even know how you can be that oblivious now because i imagine they have a media manager that runs this ama or a community manager or something someone who's connected to the internet and usually those people are really young because it's a very new thing new position in these game companies to have a community manager or or basically uh, who's basically a social media manager so i feel like they would have to know what 8chan is and what they're known for and what goes on on that website well i mean if you look at the ama there was some some pretty like fucked up stuff yeah because it's on 8chan like i don't what the fuck what are you expecting well well that's my that's my kind of gist is that i feel like maybe whoever was doing this they wanted it maybe well maybe they're trying to get fired i i feel like they were kind of claiming ignorance when it just didn't seem like maybe they they were i don't know the whole situation's weird i'd love to be a fly on the wall when that decision got made and just be cringing the whole time as a little fly buzzing around that room being like what the fuck are you doing right now just ridiculous but hopefully uh, they learned and uh, won't do it again in the future. But you never know. Some other company will do it, and you'll be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Well, uh, let's talk about another much larger company yeah. uh, doing some, again, pretty strange stuff. Uh, here's Not a he- nearly as bad, though. Well, here's a headline from Kotaku. Uh, <laughs> Valve removes Rape Day from oh, Come Saint- on. You fucking, you're making me seem like a horrible person. Yeah. What did you the think order, we were about? I thought we were going to talk about the anthem shit. No, I took it off. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're making me seem like a horrible person right now because I thought we were going to talk about game, the games as a service problem. And no. So now I'm just looking like a huge just asshole because I just keep flubbing this shit because. Well, maybe if you looked in the, the dock show. once in a while. I don't even, do I even have access to the yes. dock? Oh, well, I'm not pulling that shit up. All right, let me read the the headline. This is also just as bad. Valve removes Rape Day from Steam with vague, nonsensical statement. This is from Kotaku1 Nathan Grayson. Uh, I want to read just a paragraph or two of this. Yesterday, Rape Day, a self-described, quote, game where you can rape and murder during a zombie apocalypse, unquote, raised new questions about Steam's laissez-faire release policy. Today, Valve elected to remove it from the store. In a post on Steam, Valve attempted to explain its decision-making around Rape Day, a game that did not cross Valve's no-go line of, quote, illegal or straight-up trolling, unquote, but was nonetheless tremendously messed up, drawing widespread ire from Steam users. So I don't know how much of this you saw. I saw a tweet about it. I didn't look in the story, though. I didn't read it. Um, The gist is this. This game came up as... It's like some amateur game where you're in there and 
you can do like horrendous things to women and it's also in a zombie apocalypse and it seems i don't know man i don't know who this game was made for honestly yeah probably scum um and and it came up because apparently valve was like yeah we we're keeping it or whatever well well it wasn't that they, they weren't like yeah we're gonna keep it but they just left it on like they left it on the store and so people were like what and other games were getting removed for things that didn't really make sense really mm-hmm. so like sexually explicit content that was like consensual and stuff like that yeah. um and the developer of this game was like yeah stand by it whatever and valve removes it but they didn't say it was become the game was bad it said that let me find the quote here here it is uh, quote, much of our policy around what we distribute is and must be reactionary. We simply have to wait and see what comes to us via Steam Direct, unquote, Valve's Eric Johnson wrote. Quote, we have to make the judgment call about any risks it puts to Valve, our developer partners, and our customers. After significant fact-finding and discussion, we think Rape Day poses unknown costs and risks and therefore won't be on Steam. The part that a lot of people I saw were pointing out is the unknown costs and risks kind of thing. Yeah. So it's not like they're saying, this game is horrible and bad and shouldn't exist uh so we're not gonna you know have it on our platform they are like yeah we're taking it down for unknown costs and risks it's causing us well so yeah to go with that patrick klepik on twitter uh said it's worth reading uh quote it's worth reading valve's statement in full because they won't just say giving a platform to a game about rape is against our values instead they handwriting a couple hundred words of bullshit like rape day poses unknown costs and risks and therefore won't be on steam end quote so i think i want to go and actually read this but you kind of threw me on the last second because i would have loved to read the article because i kind of want to read their full valve's full statement well i just read it was that their full one uh from what i can tell you oh okay well it says johnson went on to say that valve wants to help facilitate developers expressing themselves and finding an audience but this developer has chosen content matter in a way of representing it that makes it very difficult for us to help them do that so like i said i just this seems like an easy it seems like just don't let it on your platform so well, what are they talking about representing helping represent their game? Just don't let that shit on their platform. Well, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen this, but Steam has kind of taken this like very hands off like we're not going to police Yeah, what's on anything our, can go on there. Yeah, anything goes unless it's like straight up trolling or mm-hmm. whatever. So, I don't know, man. It Steam is already from what like it's a, a garbage fire. Like there's yeah, so much bullshit on Steam it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think that a lot of online stores have this issue and I really feel like there needs to be more like content curation and well, the more pro- of a, I think more the, of a wall to get over. I think it's Steam's fault that a lot of online stores are like this. The PlayStation Store, while it didn't work on PS3, you were able to find the games you were looking for and then Steam comes around and kind of revolutionizes, I don't even, not even revolutionizes, but puts out this whole front of as many games as possible, and now you get shit like the eShop that releases, or like the Nintendo eShop that releases 15 games a freaking week that I literally did a whole project on each last semester because I had enough content every week of Switch games because they just keep releasing these random-ass Japanese games that are broken as fuck and have weird-ass names, and some of them are about smelling a girl's panties, whatever that Vita fucking game was. So, like, I I mean, my guess is that my guess is that something like this would not fly on the eShop. Yeah, no. There needs to be, I don't, in this day and age of just so much crap coming to these storefronts, there just needs to be a person that it goes through, or a team that it goes through. It's like, no, we're not, because re- the games you have on your shop represent the the console, like the publisher. It represents Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Valve. Like, So there should be a curator that goes through and be like, no, we're not going to represent this game because it reflects back on us. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they don't really care because 
they get a cut of every purchase. Yeah, they purchase. get bonkers money from doing it like this. So, which I mean, eat the rich. We said it before with the Activision shit. <laughs> Again, I just I just feel like this is such an easy win for Steam, dude. Just be like, yep, we took it yeah, off. It'd be but- such good PR to just say no. Yeah, like, this. no, that we absolutely don't stand for this. Yeah. Nothing like this is going to get on our platform, stuff like that. I just don't understand why there's this, like, the ne- yeah, well, this is the artistic vision, and we kind of, you know, don't want to get in the way of that. Yeah, the net value gain on this must just be better to lean into it. Uh, but I don't know. I guess maybe the game's getting publicized, so people are going to buy it, but I can't imagine a lot of people buying a game about rate unless they're just Well, unless they're on 8chan. Yeah, unless they're on 8chan. They're going to that THQ shit. <sighs> All right. I have one more that's a little bit... All right. I'm not going to say anything before this. <laughs> this one is uh, a lot more positive. All right. That's good. Uh, this is a happy note. This isn't a news headline in specific, but uh, Days Gone previews are up. And oh, seem, yeah. They're looking good. They seem pretty positive. The only one I saw really that was like... I wouldn't say it was negative, but Jason Schreier said it was the most triple ass or the triple A ass game he's ever played in the sense that like... That sounds awesome. No, yeah. That, I mean, he's, he's like, oh, yes, there's everything you could imagine a AAA game yeah. has. There's outposts. There's the you know wheel menus. There's you crafting all that yep. stuff. But he said, no, despite it, that, the story was cool, and he wanted to keep playing more. Yeah, it sounds like comfort food. And honestly, I'm pretty hyped. I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about Days Gone, and then this um, whatever embargo lifted a month before the game comes out. I don't think – I think a they, they, they had like a preview event, so you could play oh, like okay. So the embargo on the preview event? I, I'm very but unclear about that. I'm very unclear because uh, on Games Daily today, Greg was talking about this, and he said he play- he made it seem like he was playing at a home. So I think they were sent copies, but, but he how, said I, mean, it, I no think way, it was right? a limited time, like it was a limited times amount to play because he said then he said he can't wait for April. So it makes me think they only had a limited time to play it. But it it just I don't. I don't know the full extent of which uh, they got to play it, but it, it kind of threw me weird because they were talking about the embargo lifting and using language that we usually use when the game's about to release. Yeah. And the game's a month and a half away still. So I don't know what's going on there. But I actually. No matter what, though, hyped. it's everyone seems positive about it. And I'm the production value on that game looks fucking bonkers. And I'm yeah. really excited. For I'm it. really I'm way more excited than I was. I wasn't even thinking about this game and this whatever. I mean, this was a good move because I wasn't thinking about this game at all. And now I'm, I'm excited for it. My only problem is Sekiro comes out at the end of this month, and I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm still like I today. We'll get into it later. Never mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of games that were not on my radar, uh, the reviews for Devil May Cry Five dropped today. Yeah, and they're unanimously like great. Yeah, and everyone's and I've never played a Devil May Cry game, but everyone is making this seem like it's so fucking cool. I mean, it's a hack and slash, so I mean. Yeah, but they everyone all combo based and stuff. Doing go through and try to get as big combos to do big damage and shit like that. But it just seems like the scale of shit's like happenings like crazy yeah, and bigger. epic and sounds so much fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to avoid hype on it because I know I'll buy it. And I just have no money. Will you buy? Is that a, a series you care about? No, not really. Me either. I've never played a Devil May Cry game, but I think I'm gonna get this one at some point. Yeah, I might get it over the summer or something when I have money. Man, you know, not so much the money part, but man, there's no time, time to play games. Yeah. I I have been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey for I feel like a month now, and mm-hmm. I play for maybe an hour or two at a time, and I'm so early in the game still. Yeah, I've been playing a ton of Pokemon. Yeah, I, I've Pokemon, been playing on my go. Switch. After we talked about it last week, it got me so hyped, so I bought it, and then I've just been playing a ton of Pokemon. Let's go. Well, that transitions us pretty well. Let's talk about what we've been playing All recently. Right. This is games of the show. Bum 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 bum. Ba 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 bump. Game is of the show. <laughs> that didn't that come a out right. Offbeat, but okay. Whatever, it works. It gets there. The end. Oh wait, no, 
not games of the show yet. I'm sorry. Cut this part out. <laughs> All right. Fuck, I would have to do so much editing. Wait, no, just don't. It's fine, actually. It's just it's All right, fine. We'll just let this Listen, garbage we'll let, it, we'll let this one just roll. Just, you know, whatever. whatever. I want. I have a hot topic. Uh, was uh, the two really hot topics our hot topic? No, those were that was in the news. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot we have a whole new segment. <laughs> I added it today. Yeah. Uh, open worlds. Are they too saturated? Uh, this came 100%. up. I mean, I feel like this is a conversation we've been having for, I don't know, years at this time. Yeah. But I, uh, I've i recently kind of gotten into this uh, YouTube channel called Game Maker's Toolkit. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, and it's it's this dude who does these kind of deep dives into, like, kind of game design. Yeah. Uh, not so much game design as a profession as, like, game design choices that people make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the early videos I found where it was uh, about how he felt like Arkham City was actually worse in ways than arkham asylum because of its open worldness i'll agree with that uh and i I can see where he's coming from though it was interesting i could hear his argument in my head without having to hear it (laughs) yeah well he said that arkham the arkham game is is not a sandbox yeah there's not you know it's not like far cry you're not playing with the systems it's just batman in a a bigger area Mm -hmm. uh which i don't know it does kind of kind of diminish that whole metroidvania kind of thing that arkham asylum has going on Mm -hmm. and i and i really feel like i was trying to think about it we don't get that kind of stuff anymore we don't i mean arkham asylum what (laughs) metroidvanias no no no, no. well not i mean 2d metroidvanias are a dime a dozen yeah but think about games like arkham asylum can you think of modern day versions of that like 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 really kind of small scale like tight environments you know there's there's a, a degree of openness but not to the extent that I would say most games are going, I don't. Know. It depends how you define Arkham Asylum's linear or like openness. Is it a linear game, or are we seeing Arkham Asylum as an open world game? Because I'd say Arkham Asylum is more linear than Arkham City for sure. But and then if we're going linear games, those are all over the place. Uh, the first game though comes off right on my head while I was talking about that, and the whole reason I was talking was to think of a game. And the first game I thought of was God of War. <laughs> Well, no, God but of even War is God exactly of War. like Arkham. Yeah, Arkham Asylum. It's the same level of openness as Arkham Asylum. No way. Yes, 100%. once you get it, once you get like to the to the Midgard Serpent, you have total go wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, and that's the same thing in Arkham Asylum. Go once you get once you get through the main prison cell, you ha- can go wherever the fuck you want in Arkham. And there's specific points you have to go to first, just like God of War. And you go to those places first so that you could go to the next place. God right. of War is the exact same game. It was our game, like a number two game, of, or number one game of all time. Back to the question. <laughs> you've, you've duped me. You're right. Yeah, I duped you. <laughs> Open worlds, are they too oversaturated? Yes. I And I don't know. It's Everything's oversaturated now. We literally, I got done complaining about there's how there's too many games on this freaking market. And uh, I don't know. I'm thinking more on the AAA scale. AAA open world games. I don't know. Then, yeah, I'd probably say that. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell now. I'd say in a few years ago, it definitely seemed like GTA Five came out, and it just seemed like every that was the route. That was before Battle Royales, and so that was the route everyone was going, was these open world worlds and stuff. So you were just getting tons of games that were open world. You could do whatever you want, kind of go through everything at your own pace. Well, then, I'm thinking like post-Witcher 3 kind of. Obviously, I know game design does not happen in a flash. The Witcher 3 did not influence everything I don't everything think any game, though, has hit the way Witcher 3 has in terms of its open world. Well, no, but density. I'm saying it just feels like everything's moving towards that, to, to a, a giant map that I will never see all of with just full of question marks to fill. Yeah. And you play it for 30 hours and you don't feel like you really got anywhere. Honestly, and I, I mean, I love that game. I think it's cool, but I was like, I just can't, I can't play games like that. Anymore. Yeah, it's a testament to The Witcher as how far. Fucking dense it is. 
Yeah, it's it's game. actually insane. Yeah. But I, I just think about like I don't know. I'm thinking about like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and how much I'm loving that game, mm-hmm. but how much I just wish it was so much smaller. Yeah, I, just I get miss through it. I miss like, you know, playing through Assassin's Creed like two and there's like all these kind of small cities that each kind of have their own like vibe. And and it is totally open world, but I just felt like that game was such a smaller scale. And obviously that had yeah. to do a lot with the technical kind of Mm-hmm. Requ- are, uh, you know, uh, well, where am I looking for? Not requirements, whatever. The technical oh, demands, demands of the 360 and stuff like Limiter, that. Silo. And I, and I, I just kind of miss some of that stuff. I mean, game design is games are so much better than mm-hmm. they ever have been. I will not say that. But the problem is that I don't have time for any of them. Yeah. I, I just I'm longing for tighter experiences, smaller games. So is the problem here not that there's too many open world games that we just don't have enough time anymore? Yeah, that's probably yeah. the heart of the issue here. <laughs> yeah, and but I guess I just am, I'm I'm just wondering if you think that too many everyone is making open world games when maybe they could be making a similar game in a smaller, more linear fashion. The thing is, they're gonna make the game. I I hope the thing is that the publisher is not pushing them to make a certain game, and that the developers are making the game that they want to make, because then the game will be good. Like, Respawn making Apex Legends. I doubt EA had very... I, I Actually, I could guarantee you EA had very little hand in that because it's not littered with loot boxes. I, and the loot box system in that is done very well, other than the fact that you have to pay for characters. I, I'm going to take a guess that EA... Had I don't I think mean, I don't they think had they had a hand in it, but I say they were they kind of let Respawn do their thing to make a good battle royale game. Yeah, that's a fucking. I can't even believe that game exists, man. Yeah, a weird hero battle royale shooter. Mm-hmm. What? So as long as the developers are making the game that they want to make, I think it'll be fine. Like a fucking Days Gone coming out. That that game's open world, and I have full confidence that it will be good. Now, judging off of everyone's preview reactions or whatever those reactions were. All right, you've convinced me. I'm not trying to complain about. I don't a trend. know really what our argument was. Further. Well, well, you're. I was trying to get you. You're always complaining about open worlds. Yeah, I you mean, don't want to play Breath of the argument. Wild because it's yeah, one of the best fucking games big. I ever played, and it's too big. Well, I wasn't really. I don't like open world games, but I understand the need for them and that people like them. And I like some open world games. I like playing Pokemon right now. That's open world. <sighs> All right, Eric. Like what are you playing recently? Uh, so let's start with Ape Out because we've both been playing that, and uh, I want to talk also talk about the forest, but that's gonna be extended because Jesus Christ, the forest is fucked up. Did you beat Ape Out yet? No, I haven't beat it. I'm on album four. I'm track two or something. And man, what a good game! I beat it today. The pinnacle, I don't know, not pinnacle. That's too much. But the a prime example of gameplay is king. There's not much going on in Ape Out. Yeah. You're just a gorilla, and you bust out of your cage, and you just got to get to the end, the, get to the far right of the screen, and it's so fun. The music hits are so good, like the snare and the uh, cymbal crashes whenever you uh, throw someone or kill someone. So satisfying. You have to play this game with uh, headphones or with the sound on because you need it. What? Yeah, I, the game is so simple, right? Yeah. You run around these corridors. You can either grab or you can throw. Mm-hmm. And so your gorilla is, you know, smashing dudes into walls, or you grab them as use them as a, you know, a human body shield. All this stuff. Yeah. If they have guns, you could, they are shooting your gu- their guns while you uh, while you hold them, so you can use that as a way to kill other enemies. And so, it's and it's so stylish, dude. I yeah. cannot. This the game art is style so pretty. So good. And, but, I mean, even that, it's so, like, minimal, yet there's so much kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like you said, the soundtrack is, like, this this crazy kind of, like, f- 
freestyle percussive like whenever you smash a dude like a symbol will like hit mm-hmm. or whatever and it's just wild dude it's yeah. so it's real that game frustrated me so bad though oh but it's the good kind of like frustrating where you know kind of what you did wrong or how do you could do it better the next time so that you won't do it and so then you kind of get through the level again it's the kind of thing where you're stuck on a level you get up in the morning and then you beat the level yeah well i mean the kind of crazy thing is that all these levels are i mean there there's clearly like design choices made yeah. each one but they're they're for they're they're procedurally generated yeah. so so they kind of follow like a formula but they they're it's kind of, it's different every time you play it yeah um which i think is both really awesome because it does not feel dry or like you're mm. you know you're hitting your head against the wall it feels like a completely different run yeah. but also it, it it's really hard to like learn a level then because you yeah. kind of you know you learn the broad strokes but you still have to be really reactionary mm. i love that uh upon death you'll die and you get the death screen and then in the middle of the word dead it has the full map and how far you got and kind yeah. of the route you took that's pretty cool. I like that style choice as I well. I did like that. Although nothing's more frustrating realizing oh that my, you were so yep. close to the end. When you're, oh, I had so many runs where I was right next to the door or like in the room before it. I'm like mother, and it's just like ah, oh, it's so frustrating. And you then you go and do like three more runs and you can't make it halfway. Uh, I, what has been your favorite album so far? Uh, probably. Oh, that's. I think two. Two's the one where you're going down the skyscraper, and I think that one was my favorite. I haven't completed four though, so four might place it upon finishing. But right now, two was because three frustrated the freaking hell out of me. Um, I agree with that. My just for just for frame of reference for everyone. Uh, the game is each set of levels is framed around an. It's an album, and then each level is a track of the album. So there's like eight per, and then I think there's seven in the fourth album. Um. And so I would agree. I think that the skyscraper one's the most fun. It really yeah. is definitely the easiest too. I'd say. Yeah, because there's there's so much in the buildings. There's so many walls you can wor- work your way around so you don't get shot, and you kind of just keep moving. And then like you could pinch people off and kill them. Uh, two is my favorite, but the last album and the last track of that album, the last level, is my favorite in the entire game. Yeah. I I want to talk about it because you know it's our podcast, but I I don't really want to spoil it for you. Yeah. So I don't know how you feel about that one. I mean, you can spoil it. Wait, does like uh, I don't know. I I don't want you to spoil it, but we'll I also check back. We'll check it. back next week. Yeah, because I'll have beaten it by then. Uh, anyways, Ape Out. I I don't think it's a game for everyone. I think some people are gonna get really frustrated with it. I don't know if you know the type of game you like is a difficult game that that is entirely just gameplay. Then yeah, definitely check it out. It's only fifteen dollars. Yeah, I was like, wow, this game's cheap, and it really. I mean, I played it for probably I don't know eight to ten hours. I'd say maybe eight to ten hours. No, you know what? That's way I, too much. Four to five. It felt like eight <laughs> to ten. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, because you're beating your head against a wall. Uh, but, yeah, four but to I'd five. say for I mean for fifteen bucks, I'd say it's plenty long. Oh yeah, for sure. Fifteen dollars. It's a perfect length game. As we were just complaining about games being too long it's the perfect length game it's got a great art style great mm. soundtrack Check i it out. love uh that you don't have a health bar too like there's nothing there's no hud which is really nice and like you just kind of tell you're about to die because you start like getting more bigger blood pools basically following you and i like i like that's a good choice because <clears throat> it keeps the screen just very minimalistic like you don't have to look at anything you could just focus on where the monkey or the ape is and like where the people are for getting through the level so i really love how it looks all right um i want to talk about i started another uh save of breath of the wild Oh yeah, because you talked trying to get me to play it. You yeah, dude, yourself I, into it. I just like I don't really have anything new on my Switch, and I cannot afford to buy any new games. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? Do, I mean, I I beat Breath of the Wild probably 
I don't know, over a year and a half ago. Yeah. So I was like, man, I loved that game so much. And it's one of those games that I feel totally comfortable jumping back into because it's going to be a totally new experience and I'm going to do all sorts of different stuff because, and I'm, I'm just about, I don't know, probably two hours into the game. And so I have all of the, uh, basically all the tools I'm going to have throughout mm-hmm. the game. And man, already God. in two hours, it's an 80 hour experience. You already have all the tools in two hours. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about breath of the wild is that obviously there's upgrades and new tunics and sh- like weapons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the entire game is based around these runes that you have within two hours or three hours of the game. And then the whole game is based around like, like crazy puzzles solving and stuff using all of the different runes. Yeah. I, I want to convince you to play this game so bad. I don't know. It's just not my type of game and I know it. <sighs> So, but what's the hang up here? It's just, not. I'm going to get bored. It's way it's, too big. It's, but here, in the sense that. It's an open that, world game, and I like those. After I was just defending them. In the way that The Witcher 3 feels like a checklist, you know mm. what I mean? Where it's like, oh, here's all yeah, these. Yeah, you're getting clearing the map. You're clearing the map. Breath of the Wild is not like that. The, the, the world, actually, in a lot of places, in a lot of ways, is very empty. Um, That's not a seller. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. But it's it's not. I'm saying it, you know, you don't open up the map and it's like, here are a bunch of check marks. It's like, oh, what's that thing over there? And you go check it out and it turns out to be something that you would have, you know, it totally catches you off guard. There's stuff in the game that most people will never see that is in there. See, the thing about this game and one of the big reasons I don't want to get it is it seems like a very make your own fun type of game. And I don't want to make my own fun. I want the game to make my fun. That's well, why I played a game. No, it does. It, it, it's not make your own fun. It makes fun, but it doesn't make, it doesn't force you. Is what I'm saying. You can, you as soon as you start this game and get all the stuff, you can literally go fight the final boss and beat it. Okay, then why wouldn't I just do that? Because you're not gonna win. That's what you think. <laughs> if speedrunners could do it, I could do it. Good, I good luck. And I, so you know what? I'm gonna fucking play this game and I'll beat it in three hours, and then I'll be like, I played it. Was it very good? I'm. I literally am gonna tell you right now. Three hour no experience. Way, <laughs> Everyone will one shot you. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, just dodge. There's a roll in there. I'm sure. Um. And so you're you're discovering stuff. You're getting all these you know upgrades to your health and your stamina. It's it's and the climb everything mechanic where in the game you can climb anything. You just have a stamina bar, and as long as your Do stamina that Assassin's won't... Creed too. Well, yeah, not in the same way. <laughs> and weapons break. Sounds and terrible. It's like the worst I, shit ever. His weapons breaking. Do you, what does the master sword break? No, okay. it, it has to recharge though. Oh, that's not that bad. Um, but the Master Sword's, like, kind of fucking hard to get. Oh, well, yeah, it's the Master Sword. That makes sense. Well, I mean, in all the other games, you get it. Well, like, yeah. this game, like, you can pl- play, you can beat the game without it. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of hard, it's, like, kind of hard to find. But I don't know, man. It's just so, I, I don't know how to explain this to you. It's, it's the best open world, I think, that's ever been made. It's, it's totally... It's totally, you know, discover. It's it. It gives you that sense. I don't of like, want to discover shit. That sounds so boring to go through and have to find shit on my own. Yeah, but it's it always rewards the player for his curiosity. Mm, I don't know. It just sounds boring. It sounds like a lot of downtime, walking, it's not. riding a horse, gliding around, having to blow your feet up so you shoot really high in the air, then skate down out of your wig glider whatever the fuck that shit is i don't how does this not sound fun to you eric it just sounds really boring again it sounds like i have to make my own fun in the game and i don't want to do that <sighs> okay well anyways uh, tried. last time i played this game i put probably 60 hours in before i beat it yeah uh this time i'm gonna take my time do a lot more of the shrines get all the seeds 
Uh, I'm going to try to do almost everything in the game. Try to do all the shrines. There's like fucking. It? Yeah, I, I want to try to really. I don't know if I'll 100% it. I'm not really. Unless. Secure I just wish, will be out before you 100% it. I really wish that uh, Nintendo had trophies. Because I would then. I just oh need my, something. I'm so glad Nintendo doesn't have trophies. I would be so obsessed with getting whatever the version of Nintendo's Platinums are because I had to have a fresh start. My PlayStation account isn't a fresh start. I've had it for since, like, the beginning of 2003. And so, like, or 2003, PS3. And so, like, I didn't give a shit about trophies, but now I care about trophies. But it doesn't transfer over as much in PlayStation because it's, like, my I have games on there that are for PS3 that only have 15% of the trophies. So it already is whatever but having a new fresh start on nintendo i'd be chasing that trophy score so hard wouldn't it doesn't that sound fun to you though it sounds so stressful because i'd get so competitive with it because like i'm friends with you and some other people i'm friends with more real friends on uh, nintendo than i am on playstation and so i'd be so competitive to always have the highest trophy score and it would, it would drive me insane. It'd be like me trying to win, getting first place in Tetris 99, where I would just become obsessed. I'd start doing the Greg Miller method of buying shitty games just to get the trophy. <laughs> well, that's your issue. I wish it did because I really would. I would get a fucking platinum for Breath of the Wild. It's just I don't I don't like doing that stuff just because like oh I did it. I just I really like that kind of gratification of like the you know the trophy popping. Um, so I mean I, I think I'm gonna try to play this game as extensively as I can. I play my Switch so much because I'm yeah. never really at my house. I'm always chilling at my girlfriend's house or mm-hmm. whatever on campus. So I have a lot more time to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I I can't think of another Switch game that I want to buy anytime soon. So this is gonna be my this is gonna be my time sink. Yeah, there you go. Just gotta, you should start training up your Pokemon though. I'm gonna battle you pretty soon. Yeah, I don't know, man. I really after I ca- caught me too, I was like, I don't really know if there's, I don't really, I'm not motivated to do anything else in this uh, game. The grind's not that fun. Yeah, the grind is not fun in that game. Catching is terrible. Yeah, it's really finicky. I hate catching. It, it's fine if you're in handheld mode because you can just aim with the Switch's gyroscope. But if you're have your Switch docked and you're only using one Joy-Con, it's impossible. You've done that. I never once touched that game in my dock. Yeah, I played it in my dock because I was in front of my monitor. I was like, why? play this in handheld i'll just put it i'll dock it and it's terrible if the pokemon's moving it's literally impossible to get because i don't know it's not like the wii where there's a sensor to point at so that the controller could calibrate it's calibrating with the uh uh, gyroscope in the joy con and so whenever you hit ready you have to have your joy con the right spot and like perfectly level and then you could throw it but like if he's over to the right or left i had times where i was throwing it to the left and the pokeball was going right and I'm like, what the fuck? And it drove me up the wall. And I've only been playing in a handheld mode now. I don't play on on that because it just doesn't work. <sighs> That's a bummer. I played actually the majority of Breath of the Wild my first time on the dock because I was in my dorm room. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, this time I'm playing all handheld, which is fine. The game's fucking pretty though. I wish I could be playing it on a TV. There's not too much of an upscale. It's just bigger and better resolution, but it's not too different. Yeah, for Pokemon, I'd assume. But yeah, for Breath Pokemon, of the Wild, I'd say I, I, yeah, much prettier. I, I haven't played dock. that one. Although I played Mario on Switch and uh, I didn't really notice that big of a difference. What else you been playing? Well, we should talk about Pokemon then, probably, huh? Well, I mean, that was—I'd say that—that's all I have to say about Pokemon. We also spent a whole episode talking about Pokemon last week, so I want to talk about the forest. Oh yeah, so because you said let's talk about I just beat this game in the forest. What, what is this game? Where? How did you hear about it? What is it? I've never heard of it. What a fucked up game. The title of this episode will be "The Forest Is Fucked." <laughs> that's a good. That's a. I don't know if it will actually be that. It'll be something along those lines, though. But holy crap, this game took a hard left turn. Full on spoilers because you're not gonna play it because it's on PC. 
Uh, man. So you start out. Oh, you want to know how I got into it? I, uh, so I bought this game last year. My friend uh, was like, hey, we played a lot of Ark, and this game's a survival horror game. Or it's not really. It's kind of horror. Not too scary, though. It's not really like Outlast horror. But it's more of a survival game. And so we got it. We're into those kind of games, and we decided to try it out. And you start out, you're flying on this plane, and your plane crashes in this forest. Upon crashing, your main, your the character you play kind of wakes up. He's all bloody from the crash, and you kind of wake up and see the shadowy figure pulling your son Timmy out of the plane and taking Timmy away. <laughs> and you're is like, the kid's really, name really Timmy? The kid's name is really Timmy. <laughs> and I will be using it as a joke throughout the remainder of this summary of the game because <laughs> it's funny that its name is Timmy. And so... Timmy's gone. You wake up. It's daytime. You kind of start gathering your supplies. You gather stuff from the wreck ship, and you kind of start figuring out the game, uh, and you kind of start walking around, and it's a heavily wooded area. That's why it's called the forest. You're in a forest, and after a while of walking around, you kind of you start to see these people, these locals, <laughs> we'll call them. <laughs> these normies. These normies. <laughs> and, these, and then at first, if you're lucky, you'll get the ones that just kind of scout you out, and you're like, what the going on and they're kind of they're making like chants and noises and kind of cooing and you they're they're all naked because they're tribal locals <laughs> and so you're like what they're all dirty long hair and they're just screwed up and so after a while then like more will start showing up and they'll just start attacking you and basically have to start fighting these people. And you kind of figure out through these uh throughout the game that they're cannibals basically they're eating people and they're trying to eat you, they eat each other. They eat little Timmy? Uh, I'll get to that. And so in this, you so you kind of build a base. Me and my friend built this huge, really unnecessary base because we thought the game was going to be more Horde-like, but it really wasn't. Uh, we we kind of wanted it to be more Horde-like. So it's a co-op game? Yeah, you can play it online or single player. You kind of set up a server, and then whoever can join your server. Uh, and then, so we set up this really unnecessary base and we're kind of just screwing around and, uh, we just, there's these things called bonfires you can build and fire and light kind of attract the cannibals. So we built like 20 of them so that just tons of cannibals would come. And then there's these things called mutants. I don't know if they're actually mutants, but they're these giant, just really messed up flesh monsters basically there's one that's just a bunch of legs that walks around that oh, stops you horrible i'm gonna google kind of, this game it's kind of a nub uh there's one that's a bunch of arms but it has two legs but it's like it's like more like a chicken nugget on top with a bunch of arms and the two legs that it walks on uh there's one that looks like the juggernaut with tiny arms and he basically works like the juggernaut where he charges you and then they just released a new one with the latest update uh, that came out a little while ago that's kind of this slug thing. And then multiple slug things will come together and make kind of shapes that try to attack you. And that, that's pretty screwed up. Anyway, so you're through the game. The kind of goal is there's these bunch of these cave systems where all these cannibals kind of live. And you have to explore the cave systems. And you're finding clues about Timmy. Timmy's leaving these drawings all over the place. And you're kind of finding out clues where he is, kind of what's happening to him. And as you're doing this, kind of, you're kind of figuring out something weird's going on. But you're also in a forest with a bunch of cannibals, so you're kind of not really looking into it. And uh, after a while, you realize that Timmy's in the bottom of this big. There's basically this big pit in near, kind of near where the plane crashes. And so you're like, okay, goal now is to get to the bottom of this pit. You can't just jump down; you'll die, fall damage. 
And so you have to work your way through mapping out the cave systems till you find your way into this bottom of the pit. And once you get to the pit, uh, you can kind of go through it. And then <clears throat> you kind of, once you're through, you discover um, basically, I don't know, a bunker, a scientific bunker. You get in it and it's super high technology. Walls are white, super fancy. Like you've been living in this forest with all these tribal cannibals and you're like what the fuck is going on because now it's all this science modern technology here and you're going through and now you're just hitting this hard left turn of figuring out what's going on what's happening to timmy like so there's this artifact that you kind of been seeing drawings of from timmy and pictures of and finding videotapes on and you're kind of figuring out once you're in here that they're using this artifact to uh basically reanimate the dead bring people bring children back to life and when they bring children back to life it's what's creating these mutants and so like you're going through and there's rooms with basically these dead mutants and like the rooms are all decorated like kid like like there's rainbows and stuff <clears throat> it's like a kind of like it looks like a child's room but like then there's this just giant flesh monster in it <clears throat> and then there's just one room that's just completely full of just, like, flesh and blood and oh, guts and gore and stuff. And you're like, what the hell? And this whole fa facility is, like, it's ransacked and destroyed. Like, you're climbing through vents and stuff. And then you get to this, uh, kind of get to the end, and uh, you find Timmy in this artifact. And he was he's dead, and you, you kind of realize, oh, he was used to reanimate someone. And so you're, you're trying to find who he was used to reanimate. And you go through, and then in this room, you find there's this dead doctor, and on the wall by him, painted by him, and painted in blood is, Daddy's dead now, or some something along those lines. And you keep going, and then you find this, like, just big open room, and then there's just this little girl at the end of the room that's just eating a human. <laughs> oh, my God, And her dude. face is cut up. She has, a, a, like, giant cut going down her back. And you kind of go into this cut scene where you kind of crouch down by the girl, because it's a little girl, but she's obviously really kind of destroyed and so you, you kind of go up and like all of a sudden she just like turns and points at you and then out of her back starts sprouting these flesh tentacles and then she turns into this giant spider thing that you have to now now you have to you're basically fighting her and while you're fighting her she poops out these little cannibal babies that like do flips in the air to attack you and it's the whole game is really messed up after you manage to kill her you kind of go back to Tammy. And you realize you need, uh, you could tr try to bring Timmy back, but you need a live specimen. You need a li like a live human to basically trade a life for a life. And so you go towards uh, the second artifact, which is just this giant thing that's up in these mountains. And uh, once you get there, like there's a terminal in front of you, and you kind of click on the terminal, and it pulls up the. It shows an image of a plane that has three children on it. And you could hit the button, and it'll shoot down the plane. It'll basically send off an EMP that'll crash the plane onto the island. But over in the corner, like tucked away, is an emergency shutdown button. So you get the choice whether to murder three children and save Timmy or shut the thing down and let Timmy just stay dead. Damn, what'd you do? I killed the three children and saved Timmy. Oh, my God. Eric, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? I Yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty funny, too, because the whole time while we, we were in the lab, my friend and I, we were like, if we have to kill children to save Timmy, we're not going to do it. Because like, we kind of thought it was going that way. We were like, we're gonna have to save Timmy and like we're gonna have to kill children. We're just not gonna do it. And then we were presented the choice and we did it. So I don't know what that says about us. Anyway, and I watched. I googled the other ending too after we finished because I wanted to know what happened. 
And it's much like a Life is Strange scenario where a lot happens in one ending and a lot doesn't happen in the other. You're like, oh, this was the real ending. The real ending was killing the three children because a lot, so much happens. So after you kill the three children, you save Timmy and it kind of shows a year later and you're on this talk show and Timmy's twitching, like seizing kind of. And like you kind of walk out on this talk show and he, the guy talking is like, oh, you survived on this island for so long. And like they bring out a tree for you to chop down with your axe or something. What? I don't I don't really get that part as like a weird situation, but you kinda walk up to the tree and then he's like the coast guy's like, Oh, is he alright? And Timmy's Timmy's clearly not alright because Timmy is spazzing on the floor. It's like and he's clearly not alright. And he's uh and then you just kinda your the dad kinda walks over and kinda cradles him and then cuts again and and then it's like fifteen years later and now it's showing it shows Timmy kinda grown up. And like, like Timmy's in the bathroom and he walks out and he kind of sits on the uh, edge of his bed and pulls out a bottle of booze and he kind of looks up on his wall. It's just a bunch of stuff about the island. So it's like clearly showing he's clearly obsessed, obsessed with the island. And then he walks over to the window and uh, then he kind of puts his hands up and then there's this weird shape that kind of happens. I don't know. I wasn't paying too much attention because in his hands, in his wrist, there's these just giant mutated bubbles <laughs> going in his hands. Uh, and then that's where the game ends. There's, that's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Uh, I have some questions. <laughs> uh, this is a first-person game, yeah? First-person, yep. Uh, how's the gameplay? Not very good. <laughs> uh, it, so it feed, the whole point, the like combat system is a melee system, basically. There's not a lot. You, you can find a gun, but we never found it. And it's very limited because it's a survivor game, so you have to make everything yourself. So it's kind of very limited. So mostly it's a melee kind of system, and the melee system is just not tight. Uh, there's times when I was trying to hit people and it would just, the sword would stop like I'm hitting a wall or the axe would stop like I'm hitting a wall, but I'm in an open space. And then the guys, the cannibals would just hit you. Also there, the cannibals do an insane amount of damage to you. Like there's no, there's not a really good amount of balance between damage and how much armor and health you have. How long did it take you to beat? 20 hours. Wow. Okay. So it's a pretty substantial. Yeah. But, I mean, we spent a lot. I don't. You could probably beat it way quicker than that if you're just running the caves. We kind of, after we beat it, I'm like, wow, our whole base was completely arbitrary. Like, we didn't need that. Because we built a whole base and had tons of storage and resources stocked up that we just never used. Because we just go run a cave, and then in the caves, they're littered with resources. So you could basically sustain yourself the whole time while running through caves. Okay. Uh, how big was, like, the map? Pretty big. Um, you're walking everywhere. And you, it has a stamina system, so you're not running all the time. You can run. Uh, you get more stamina like as you play the game because it kind of is like, oh, you're out here. You're kind of building your, your strength up. So you get more stamina over time, and so you can run longer. But, I mean, the map's pretty big when you have to walk everywhere. But, I mean, it's not big enough where you don't remember areas. Like, if you've been there, you'll probably remember it and how to get to it and stuff like that. All right, all right. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like a kind of a make-your-own-fun game. I don't know if I'm really on board with this. <laughs> I mean, not really. It has a number one objective, find Timmy. All right. And well, go through and find Timmy. Well, yeah, I mean, so does The Legend of Zelda. Kill Ganon, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you have to do all this shit first. We could have, if I wanted, I could have just ran straight there and actually found Timmy. I can't go straight and kill Ganon, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> Anyways, I'll just be in snarky. Yeah. Uh, the game sounds cool. Uh, I did Google it. It is on PS4. Oh, it is? Uh, okay. I'm not going to play it. seems a little spooky for me. It's uh, After a while, the spookiness wears off, but that's like most horror games. Is The spookiness is initial, 
and then it wears off. Once you like doing your first cave is very spooky because they're very dark. You have very you you have a bic lighter that has infinite fuel in it and never runs out, and but it makes very little light. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, the forest seems interesting, it's it sounds really fucked, screwed up. It, it sounds super fucked. I beat it at 2am last night, and man, that's not a good ending to go to bed to. I killed three children and let a mutated Timmy, no I didn't, I don't really dream that much, but I let a muta- mutated Timmy out into the world. Anything else you've been playing? No, that was pretty much it, other than Apex and Tetris. Uh, those yeah, games are my I've life. totally kind of fallen off of Tetris. Uh, I haven't really touched Apex because I haven't really touched my PS4. When I am home, I play some. Uh, I've been playing some Odyssey, working my mm-hmm. way through that game. I'm really liking it so far. Uh, I just wish the pace would pick up. I wish that I could. Just... I don't think it's going to. No, yeah, I, I feel think like it's this that is... pace through the whole game. Because I'm I'm level 17, I think, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm not getting anywhere. Well, aren't like... you when you're like level 20 get uh, no fall damage? <laughs> I didn't hear anything about that, but that I'm pretty would, sure that's what that it is. That would be pretty cool. I would like that a lot. Get no fall damage. Don't take my word for it, though. I'm pretty sure though that's the thing. Because I remember a lot of people talking about it and be like, "Man, this is super nice." Because fall damage in games is lame, as proven by Apex and Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but I also I don't know. I kind of like that. It doesn't feel. I just feel like that. That's kind of too much of the god fantasy kind of stuff. I really I like you know, feeling grounded. I don't know. I like when getting down of some, you know, from something is a puzzle. Yeah, but Assassin's Creed, you're already jumping twenty, like forty feet up in the air into a pile yeah. of hay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that never made any sense. Yeah. Though. Like these people are just skydiving yeah. into hay bales. Into hay bales, you should be dead. Especially because you misjudge that your head's hitting the edge of the cart and just come clean off. <laughs> uh, I've been playing this browser game. I don't know if you ever the heard of it called game? Candy Candy Box Two. Yeah, Macy getting you into this. No, no, I Googled. Oh. I was kind of bored in class, and I was like, what am I? I've don't. i I've been playing a lot of 2048, which uh, is this dumb ripoff of threes, but it's free online. Not playing so. the Google Chrome uh, Infinite Runner? Yeah, the, the, the dinosaur or whatever. dinosaur one. Uh, but no, it's this really weird like text adventure kind of thing where it's like all it is is a, it's a ticker. It's, a, 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 it, it's like, oh, you have one candy, and then every second you have two candies, three candies, four candies. And after it starts out, and all you can do is eat the candies, yeah. eat the candies, eat the candies. But if you let it get high enough, it's like, oh, do you want to throw them on the ground? And you're like, why would I do that? And you do that. And then if you get it, if you let it get even higher, it's like, oh, uh, uh, use this many candies to get a gift from the developers. And you do that. And it's like, all right, here's a HUD. And then, and then, that's cool. And then it's, you know, you, you let the candies get up again. It's like, here's another gift. And then like, here's a map. And so, and so it kind of turns into this really weird. Are you collecting candies though? What's the gameplay? Yeah. The whole game is like, is like collecting candies to buy like. I bought like a sword and like armor, and then you got like, go Are out you on these stuff. Yeah, you go oh, out, okay. you go out on these adventures, and it's like it's like pretty much automatic, where it's yeah. like you're kind of just building your stats up enough to like. Yeah, it's just all text based. You basically just tell the character what to do. Right? No, no, like literally, it's like it's like I'm gonna go to the desert, and then your character. You, so go- you're playing the character. Uh. You 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 click you're clicking yeah, the point desert and click right yeah you're not you're not actually physically no. doing stuff no 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 okay yeah and so I'm saying you click the desert and then your character just auto runs through it and he yeah. lasts as long as he can and okay you, and yeah you, and then you leave and you collect all the candies that you got and you get better armor and stuff and so I mean I'm kind of done now I'm like ah right, whatever well, yeah, that's really... a browser game not yeah. not too much depth no but I I was like what like what is this game dude like it's so it's it's you a really googled browser games yeah I just oh. was like oh whatever and I and I jumped in it looked it sounds weird. like a good way to get a virus no well I mean I googled like fun browser games and i read like an article oh okay and they were like this one's weird i was like cool i'll play it all right so i don't know if you're looking for a what class you do to this in 
Uh, I don't want to disclose that. Okay, yeah, probably, <laughs> honestly, probably could. Good idea. Any of them, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Any of them really could be doing it. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in uh, playing a weird browser, browser game, game, Candy Box, Candy Box, board in class. Yeah, play a browser game. Play the forest on your laptop. Honestly, I we have one class, and you know which one I'm talking about, where you can do anything really. And uh, I'm wondering if I just pop out my switch, what will happen? <laughs> you know what? My guess is nothing, because it's so. It's it's wild to me how this professor does not. It's they seem oblivious yeah. to the fact that everyone. I've is seen on people the- scrolling Netflix right in front of them, so I'm wondering if I just pop out my switch, are they gonna say anything? Who It'd knows? be the ultimate test. That's It'd be wh- like I don't know if I told you this story, but at high school I had my cross country coach as a history teacher, and I did whatever the fuck I wanted in that class. <laughs> And the only time I, I tested my limits to how much I could do, and the only time he told me not to do something was he had this uh, he had a putter and like one of those golf holes, and I got up and started putting in the middle of class, <laughs> and that was the one time he said maybe don't do that. He didn't even straight out say don't do it. He said maybe don't do that. I'm like oh okay, I know my limits now. So if I pop up my switch, I gotta test my limits. Uh. Adam, friend of the show, been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, he did this thing in high school where he would, like, if he had, like, art class, uh, we had a really great art teacher, he would just kind of leave the art class and yeah. go, like, into another random classroom, like, with, oh. a di- with a different teacher that he knew. Yeah. And then would kind of just see how long it took for them to kick him out. Yeah. So he'd go into, like, like this our social studies teacher and he'd be like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's like, what, what you, I'm teaching a class. What are you doing in here? And he would just, like, go sit at a desk. And they'd be like, Adam, you have to leave. <laughs> the public school system yeah. where you make your own fun. Oh, man. Because they're a joke. And I would escape, too, with the art room because it'd be like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do this. And I, 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 that, The band room was my yeah. – that. You go, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And then you <laughs> – I literally came to high school an hour late because I would just walk it. I had bad first hour. And so – and the door was right there, so I'd walk it an hour late. But – not about video games, so. All right, we should probably wrap up. Everyone, this has been the Generic Gaming Podcast.mp3. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week when Kylie Jenner gives her heartwarming tale of becoming a completely self-made billionaire. Absolutely all on her own. No help at all. Unless, uh, anyways, this has been a weird one, huh? We've talked about a lot of yeah, stuff. It's been weird. We're recording at a, a weird time for this show, so. I liked it. It was fun. A free yeah, form. Fun. Yeah. I had a few bevs, so. Pretty good. We should we should have more bevs before we do this show. I have a lot more fun that way. I've I've pitched that so many times. Yeah, but you want us to be drunk. I'm saying just get a little get a little fun. That's what I us. meant. Just okay. I just meant let's drink some fun juice and, uh, okay. and record a pod. All right, Thanks. I'm down. As having done it, I'm pretty down for it. Anyways, we love you. Unless you suck, then we don't, and you should probably work on that. Have a good one.